Well, good evening. I'm going to encourage every single person in here to go all in for something in 2020 in this new year. I'm asking you to do it for the one. We are for the one. The one who is up in heaven right now, looking down. The one who came from heaven, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins. And then the one who is around us, maybe living on our street, maybe they came with us tonight. One of you, I'm praying more than one of you, will make a decision to go all in. All of us here have an opportunity, though, to go all in for something. The first thing I'd like to see you do in 2020 is go all in with your money. And you say, David, don't talk about money. People are getting ready to be baptized and all that stuff. Hey, listen, when God baptizes your heart, he also baptizes your wallet. You know, we in just a minute hope to do some baptisms, and normally people take out their wallet, their cell phone, I'm thinking that may not be the right thing to do. Maybe you should just baptize that. Because when God gets your heart, he gets your wallet. And so I want to encourage you to be all in with your finances. The, your giving is the truest reflection of whether you have had a converted heart, then the converted calendar, and then the converted wallet. Uh, this last year in 2019, a lot of us read this little book, Plastic Donuts, and our giving has improved, it's increased, and I think it's because we're learning to have a generosity that comes from the heart of God. Jesus said that if you seek first the kingdom of God, all these things will be added unto you. So Jesus wants something for you, not only in the water, but for you in this new year, not from you. So please continue giving, and whether it's online, which we love, uh, recurring giving or in the boxes, whether you're giving to General Fund, whether you're giving to The Promise and Ripple, that, the reason you're giving, you're going to see, I'm praying tonight, the days like these are why we serve and why we give. So just in case you don't know, we're paying off debt at a rapid pace while also solving seven problems of our world. We paid almost off almost $2 million in debt since we opened phase two here. That's a big deal. And our plan, if, you, if all of us here fulfill our commitments, is to pay off another $1.3 million in 2020. So all in, I'm going all in with my wallet. I hope you will too in this new year. Then number two, I'm asking everyone in our church, whether you've already been in the water or not, to go all in with your focus, with your focus, what you look at, how you behave. Uh, I'm asking you in 2020 to have an outward focused life, to be for your school and for your street and for your family and for your friends. We want 2020 to be a, a year where we multiply our efforts for the one. And days like this, days just like All In and this Sunday, are why we invest and we invite people. Some of you are here tonight. Some people will be here Sunday for the very first time because you invested in that one and, and, and that was your focus. This is the year when we make uh, all kinds of New Year's resolutions, out with the old, in with the new. And a couple of years ago, somebody gave me what they called the All In Manifesto. And I think it applies to what's going to happen in this tank in just a minute, but it's, it applies to what's going to happen or what could happen in you when you are committed to lean into this new year for the one and do it the right way. Here's what it says. Here's the manifesto. I'm praying you'll take the manifesto with me this year. Quit living as if the purpose of life is to arrive safely at death. Set God-sized goals. Pursue God-ordained passions. Go after a dream that is destined to fail without divine intervention. 
Keep asking questions. Keep making mistakes. Keep seeking God. Stop pointing out problems and become part of the solution. Man, isn't that good? Stop repeating the past. Start creating a future. Stop playing it safe. Start taking risks. Some of you will take some risks and come up here before the night is over. Expand your horizons. Accumulate experiences. Enjoy the journey. Find every excuse you can to celebrate everything you can. Live like today is the first day and the last day of your life. Don't let what's wrong with you keep from worshiping what's right with God. Oh, that's so good. A lot of us have to want to wait till everything's right before we move into our future. No, no, no. Focus on what's right, not what's wrong. Burn sinful bridges. Blaze new trails. Don't let fear dictate your decisions. Oh, that applies to tonight. Don't let it dictate your decisions. Take, take a lie, flying leap of faith. Some of us will do that. Quit holding back. Quit holding out. Push all of your chips in the middle of the table. It's time to ante up on your faith. It's time to go all out. It's time to go all in. And that's what we're going to try to do this year. All in with your money, all in with your focus. And now I want to talk about, especially tonight, going all in with your heart through baptism. I want to show you one of the very first all-ins that ever occurred in the Bible. It's in Acts chapter 8. It was on a desert road. It was just two people. I was just praying for Thursday night. Could, you just have, could we just have one? And I know there's at least one and maybe more than one. But the very first all-in had just one person and the person who was baptizing them. It involved a politician and a pastor. Some of y'all say, I know that politician needs to be baptized. Well, I don't know. Here it is, Acts chapter 8, verse 26. It might be a familiar scripture to some of you. Some of you, it's brand new. It says, now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, who was an early church leader, go south to the road the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza or Gaza. And so he started out, and on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace or Kandaki, which means queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship. Let me stop right there. Here we have the preacher, the leader, the one who's getting ready to do the baptizing. His name is Philip. Starting out on a way, on a journey, because God said go. When God says go, don't be slow. God may be telling some of you tonight, go. Don't let the devil talk you out of going slow. And who does he meet as he follows along this going pathway? He meets an Ethiopian, which is someone from the, uh, the empire of northern Africa, the Nubian empire to be exact. And he is not only an African, a person of color, he's a politician, he's a eunuch, he's an official in charge of the treasury, so probably had a little bit of money. He's gone to Jerusalem to worship. So this man started on this road already as a worshiper. Some of you in this room have come to this place already as a worshiper. You have some faith. This is not new to you. You've seen others go all in. Now it's your turn to go. And notice this man has gone to worship and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. And the spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. And Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Notice he ran. Some of us have been running to tell the good news to some of you week after week after week, and now we're hoping and praying for you to do something with that news. 
Some of us, in just a moment, when we invite people to come, are going to walk quickly. Some of us, I've seen people run. I've seen others wait and see if someone else goes before I go. But whatever God prompts you to do, do it quickly. He ran to the chariot, and he heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Bible study is so important. It's, it's, it's so required. It's so revolutionary in your life. Do you understand what you're reading, Philip asked. How can I, he said, this eunuch said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Notice he took his time, and he spent some time discussing the scripture with him. What Kind of what we're doing here. And this is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. A coincidence. I don't think so. They're reading, he's reading from one of the suffering servant passages that's talking about Jesus suffering and dying for our sin. This is the passage the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter as a lamb before its shear is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants for his life was taken from the earth? The eunuch asked Philip, tell me please, who's the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? And I love this. Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. See, it's not about the water, although we're going to talk about that in a second. It's about Jesus. It's not just about a decision. It's about being a disciple of Jesus. All roads lead to Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, and here are the four words you're going to hear a couple times tonight. Look, he said, here is water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? What's keeping me from being baptized? Evidently, the discussion about Jesus also included a discussion about going all in in some water. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water. That's a clear clue about the mode of baptism. There's a lot of water involved. When they, when they went down into, he went down into water, Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. If you're in this room tonight and you have never taken the step of baptism, I'm going to ask you in just a few minutes right here in this room to do that in this tank before this service is over. Because why? Look, here is water. And there are so many compelling reasons for you to be baptized. Maybe if you've never been baptized, you, this is all revolutionary to them. This message is for you. Some of you were sprinkled as a child. You don't remember it. And now you're going to do it at a timetable that is memorable to you. I call it a memorial milestone in your life. Some of us maybe got baptized somewhere along the line for all the wrong reasons. We've had people who got baptized because that's what their friends did, or that's what their parents told them they had to do. It wasn't really their decision, but now for some of you, it'll be your decision. I remember one lady coming to be baptized. She said, I was baptized by immersion. She said a long time ago when I was a little girl, she said, but as I reflect on it now back, she said, I only did it to please my father. She said, this time I'm coming to please my heavenly father. Some have accepted Christ privately, but they never took that next biblical step by publicly declaring their faith. Some of you in this room may have procrastinated this decision. In fact, some people I've noticed put more effort into delaying their baptism than deciding on their baptism. I have four words for you. Look, here is water. 
Some people put off baptism because they don't think that they're good enough. I've heard this a lot. David, I want to be baptized, but I've been doing a lot of bad stuff. And I'm just going to kind of wait till I'm a little bit better, till I'm like qualified before I go. Hello, the reason you're going is because you're not qualified. It's kind of like somebody who's sick saying, I'm going to wait till I'm well before I go to the doctor. You need to go to the doctor now. Some of you are never going to be well unless you go to the doctor. See, here is water. But the most compelling reason for, for me why people should go all in is the last commandment of Jesus Christ. He said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So there's lots of different reasons why people should come, reasons why some of you have delayed coming, and we hope that you will put that in perspective tonight and rationally and emotionally, but with your head and your heart, make a decision to go all in. Just as there are different reasons to be baptized, there are different methods for baptism that have been practiced in Christian circles. Some people have been sprinkled with water. Some just pour over the head. Others completely immerse in water. We baptize by immersion because the word baptism literally means to dip, to dunk, to immerse. And since we do Bible things in Bible ways here, and I pointed it out here in Acts, they went down into the water, they came up out of the water. We do Bible things in Bible ways, and this is how we do it. David, do you mean there's something magical about that water? Oh, no. The magic part is the faith and grace of Jesus Christ saving you on the cross by his uh, sacrificial death. This is just the promised meeting point. It's the place where your faith is exercised to the point that it's that outward expression of this inward change in your life. We do Bible things in Bible ways. See here, look, here is water. It may surprise you to know that there's not one single example, and I've read the Bible a couple times just in case you're wondering. There's not one single example of anybody in all the Bible ever being sprinkled for their mode of baptism. Didn't you know that? It was always immersion. Many of us here were sprinkled as babies and don't even remember. And that is so cool. It's so wonderful that your parents did that to us, especially on the west side. They laid a great foundation of faith in your life. Now this is your opportunity to build on that. Your immersion today is not a rejection of your family's faith. It is a completion of that legacy. And like this eunuch who was already a worshiper, I encourage you to go all in and to go all under. And here's why. I have never met a person, we've baptized hundreds of people here in this local church. I have never, I have yet to meet a single person who was sprinkled as a baby who regretted their decision to be immersed and take that next step. Sometimes you just have to step out to find out. We would love to baptize you no matter how old you are. Now, if you're 18 or uh, you know, under 18, we, we encourage you to maybe take some more time unless you've already talked to uh, our your parents or our children's student leaders and processed this. But age is not the factor. There's examples of lots of people being immersed. But you've got to be capable enough of believing, of understanding, of repenting. Uh, I just saw a story of one of the oldest guys I've ever seen baptized. He's over 100. I don't know if you saw it on the news. It's kind of gone viral. It was the dying wish of a Navy veteran to be baptized, and it came true thanks to the help of an assisted living facility in South Carolina. I got just like a short clip of it. You want to see it? Check this out. Check out this guy. Over 100. My beloved son, Janice James Grindstaff, I now at this time 
I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Ghost, and in Jesus' name. Okay. I'm telling you, if you want to do that, if you want to go, let nothing keep you back. There's nothing, what prohibiteth me? Why can't, look, see, here is water. What is hindering me from being baptized? So in a few minutes, I'm going to invite everyone in this room to do a couple things. One, pray for anyone here who has not gone in that they would be moved by the Spirit tonight to be immersed, just like they were in the Bible. They didn't always make an appointment. They didn't always have white robes. They just heard the good news. They went all in to get all cleansed from their sin. Look, here is water. Some of you might have planned to come tonight. You're ready to go all in. Some of you didn't plan to come tonight. Could I just speak right to you? You know I'm talking to you, and you know this is your night to make this decision. You didn't have this date circled on your calendar to go all in, but God had it circled at eternity ago, and he knew that tonight this would be your night. So I'm telling you, I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you to consider this decision. I don't know how many will come, but look, here is water. We have done enough of these all-ins over all low these many years to anticipate the common questions that people have. So if you're right on the edge and you're probably saying, hey, you know, I didn't know I was going to come, but I think Pastor David is talking to me. And if somebody else goes, I think I might go. But I still have a few questions. So in a humorous way, I, we shot a little video the, that I think might answer some of the common questions that you may ask. Check this out. Hey, Jake, man, I'm real excited for you. I know not long ago your wife went all in. You had the privilege of baptizing her. How was that experience? Did that work pretty good for you? Hey, yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry. I just have a quick question. I saw you yes, out here. Lord. I just have a quick question. Yes. So I, I want to go all in, but I, I was wondering if you are like good at it or if you might drop me. It's oh like, trust fall. Oh, gosh. You know, honestly, I've that baptized good, so many. We've only lost four people that I've dropped. No, I'm, no, I'm kidding. There's always like some 365-pound former football player say, can you handle me? My line's always the same. God has not made the man or woman yet that I couldn't baptize. So bring your big self down here. We won't drop you. Okay. Come on. Okay. Well, Does that you, answer you, your well, question? Yeah, you passed the test. So. Okay. Well, Jake, I'll, I'll I, know that wasn't, I know that wasn't a problem with your wife. Um, but David... Oh, yes, Jerica. I didn't get to go to a baptism class. Oh, so you're worried that you're no, I, no one knows. I'm not ready, yeah. Well, okay, well, this service, this sermon is your all-in class. The only commitment we're asking you to take is to do what Jesus did. Grow, serve, give. That's what we are asking you to do. Okay. So this, consider this your class, your baptism class. Oh. You know enough already. Oh. Okay, Thanks. good. Okay, so your wife, I know. I just, she would, I, I did think of another I'm question. Sorry, because I'm a girl and I'm worried about my hair and today I wash um, my hair, but yes. what if I come for so all glad in? You did that. Oh me too. Uh, I what if I come for all in like 
And yeah. what if I, what if you can see through my shirt? Yeah. What if my oh, hair's man. wet after yes, and I'm you. like seeing people? Yeah. It's gross. I, we have dark t-shirts. I always worry about that. I don't want women to stumble, you know, so I always put on that dark t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, we have hair dryers. Wow. Uh, for your, I'm <laughs> sorry, we lost Jake. Yeah. We have hair dryers. We have extra clothes to put on if you didn't bring any today. Yeah. We have dark all-in T-shirts for modesty purposes. Okay. We even got like bag plastic bags for people to put their wallet, their cell phone in. I know okay. that's important yeah, well, yeah. to you. Yeah. And your shoes. We got everything covered. We got towels. I say this. We got time and towels. That's all you need. Okay. And we got both. Uh, and so okay. we're ready. We're ready for you. Jake? Um, yes. But David, it's really cold outside. It is kind of cold. But you know what? The water's warm. This fellowship's warm. The spirit's warm. It's a balmy 98 degrees in that water. Okay, so it's really feel good. On a cold day, okay. it'll feel good. It's going to be warm. I don't want that to be your motive, but there's no polar bear baptisms. Okay. This is good today. You okay, will be. Okay, okay, okay. But I still have another question because my grandma just went down to Florida for the winter, yes. and so she won't. She literally won't believe oh, I've been I baptized know. if she doesn't see it with she her own eyes. She has to believe. So it. what if my family can't make yeah, it? Yeah, that's a legit thing. So we are videotaping every single baptism. You can send it to them. Um, they will be able to see it. Don't let someone not being here keep you from doing what the Holy Spirit is here calling you to do. That would be our answer. Okay, I'm really sorry. I lost but Jake David, but David. Right, is this the last question? What is up? Maybe. Okay. I'm just so nervous. Yeah, you know I what? I feel sick. Yeah, me too, me too. And if you are nervous, I bet there's somebody that would walk up with you. They've got a bunch of somebodies that will walk up with you. Okay. I'm nervous too, but that means it's the right thing. So don't let anything or anybody keep you from going all in today. Poor Jake. So tonight, no excuses. If you're older, we'll go slow. If you're married, man, bring your spouse. We will baptize you together. If you're tall, we'll baptize you in sections, you know? If you want somebody else to baptize you, I'll be in the water. Anybody can come and we'll, we'll be glad to share that pool, that water with you. See, look, here is water. If Jesus Christ walked 60 miles to be baptized by John the Baptist, which he did, I'm praying that someone here tonight will walk at least 60 feet. The year is past. The decade is over. The old has come. The new, the old is gone. The new has come. So I'm praying in just a second that anybody here who has not gone all in will go all in. Our goal is 365 baptisms as a church this new year, along with our ministry partners. And by the way, I don't know if you heard this. We already got started on January 1, New Year's Day. A guy named Conrad got us started. Conrad was attending at Celebrate Recovery. And can I just say Celebrate Recovery is an awesome ministry. They're doing awesome work. They met on New Year's Day. Conrad was baptized. Uh, and there's a couple of pictures of how it went with him. And so he's our first one. So one down, 364 more to go. And you may add to that count. So here is some water. So I'm going to ask everyone just to stand right where you are. I think I've done enough talking. If something I have said tonight has convinced you, 
I want it to be the Holy Spirit. Do not come because you feel guilty that, oh, uh, David's twist of mark. No, I want the Holy Spirit to move you to go. I happen to know in this room that there are some stories, and you may hear some before it's over tonight, about what prompted people to come. And obviously Thursday night is our smallest of our three we do, so I always wonder, is there anybody Is there anybody here? It might just be Philip and the eunuch, right? That's cool. I'll be Philip. You come on down. It'll be great. So I want us to say together what all the early church followers did. When they came to the place, when they got serious about Jesus, when they decided he was going to be their Lord, they said the confession that what Peter offered. And I want to repeat it. Let's just do it together, especially if you're coming all in in just a second. I want you to say this with us. Repeat after me to be on the screen. I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Yeah. That's our confession as a body. That's our confession for those who are going all in. So I'm going to pray. After I pray, uh, start lining up here. During the prayer, some of our volunteers will start to make their way over, get in place. I'm asking you to move quickly from your seat. We're going to sing some songs. We will sing. Until there's no one else that wants to be baptized, I'll close out the service here. We got time. If it's just one we're going to sing, our volunteers will help you fill out a card. They got a plastic bag for your stuff. They'll guide you the whole time. Your friends, your family can come up, take pictures, stand here, cheer you on. And so I'll say it for the last time tonight, those same four words that Philip said to that eunuch, look or see, here is water. What will hinder you tonight from being baptized? Let me pray. Father in heaven, we come now tonight declaring like the manifesto said, we will not let fear dictate our decisions. And I pray especially uh, right now, in this room, right now, a little nervous when I always get to this point because I never know, Holy Spirit, what you're going to do what you want to do, but I am claiming right now that people will be set free from their past sin, that in this water of baptism, their sin would literally be washed away. The past sin, the present sin, the future sin, not because of the water, but because of Jesus who will meet us in the water. If it weren't for him dying on the cross for our sins, God, we could not have any redemption. And so it really is all about Jesus going all in for us, So now we can go all in for him. So I pray for each person listening right now who is contemplating, who maybe planned to come tonight, give them the courage to make good on their commitment. I'm also additionally praying for anyone here who was not even planning on this moment, but because of what they have seen, what they have heard, what they will see, they will be prompt to come and Get in line with the others. God, we got clothes they can put on. It's raining outside anyway. What a better way for us to get wet for you for a purpose. So God, if we're nervous, I know it's the Holy Spirit. And so God, right now, as I really just do that myself, go down in this water, I'm going to take off my watch. I'm going to slip off my shoes. Father, I'm just going to go right in and wait. And if there's someone else that wants to join me here, I pray, Father, your Holy Spirit would lead them to do just that tonight. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let's worship together. Come up. I'm in.